Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Psst, want to hear something amazing? Oh, and feel free to tell your friends too. So, Kohl's, they're having a huge sale on summer stuff. And if you live for sunny days like I do, you need to check it out. I got 40% off a new patio set, Food Network Grilling Essentials for 20% off, and 50% off those yard games my kids won't stop talking about. Best part? I got an extra $10 off and some Kohl's cash. It almost makes being cooped up all winter worth it. Almost. Select styles. 10 off 25. Offer valid May 27th through 31st. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today we have a special guest. As you know what's happening in Texas, what's happening all over the country, not only with insurgents, not only with all these different issues, but also with an issue dear to the hearts of many women. Today, we're lucky to have Julie A. Burkhart, founder and CEO of Trust Women. Uh, she's a former advisor to Dr. Tiller. Yes, that Dr. Tiller. And has led the fight for choice in legislatures, courtrooms, and at uh, front lines of reproductive justice for, uh, has been at the front line of reproductive justice for the last three decades. Julie Burkhart, welcome to Politics and Right. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Egberto. It's really nice to be here. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. But, you know, before we get into uh, talking about uh, the, 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 the organization that you're in, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in this country. Uh, we have turned into a pretty darn violent country, wouldn't you say? Or maybe we have always been. What's the case? Well, I would say um, yes, and uh, yes and yes, that um, we have always had violence in this country. Um, some of it, I would say, has been um, less visible, um, or people haven't um, paid attention to certain uh, violence in this country. And then, most certainly, um, over the past uh, several years, violence has risen in this country. And it, and especially, I was just, um, you know, recently reading a Wall Street Journal article, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal, uh, that was talking about, you know, the rise of violence and, um, and what we've seen in this country, especially since President Barack Obama mm -hmm. uh, was elected, and then subsequently, um, Donald Trump coming into office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Donald Trump kind of really pushed a lot of buttons. He, he, he always talked about he was able to get to the, corn, the, the bad part of the carnality of humans because, uh, you know, he was able to bring out all the things that people were scared of or the misinformed. You know, he was just good at that. Now, one of, one of the issues is that right now we have a lot of this violence coming from the right side. And it so happened that the right side has a lot of issues with women, it has a lot of issues with uh, colorization, race, it has a lot of these other issues. How has that impacted you in your life proper? Well, I can say in recent years, um, and well, 
one, there have been a couple of incidents that have just been chilling. Um, one was the very night that Donald Trump was elected, our clinic in Wichita, Kansas was vandalized and someone actually broke in. Um, and this was uh, a person who identifies as anti-choice. Um, and that was um, just not a great way to uh, begin uh, knowing that we were going to have this um, right-wing president coming in uh, to the White House. It was chilling at best. Um, also, just recently, we had a gentleman show up um, at our clinic in Oklahoma City, and that's where we have our two clinics. Um, he showed up at our Oklahoma City uh, clinic with an automatic rifle, a pistol, and knives strapped to his body. And um, that was chilling as well. I was uh, scared to death for the staff, uh, our patients coming in and out, and of course, we had to involve law enforcement in that. Now, was he uh, on the public portion, on the sidewalks or something, meaning not on your property? Yes, he, he was in the public right of way, but he was his, um, uh, he, 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 his body and then his messaging was aimed towards uh, people who were on our property and at the clinic. I don't want to get into the guns issue here, uh, but don't you find it ironic that rightfully based on the laws I imagine in Oklahoma and likewise the laws here in Texas and many other uh, red states, mm -hmm. these guys have all the rights to have load themselves up with guns and stand right in front of your place, becoming a menace be legally. What do you think about that? Well, absolutely, because when we called the police, um, he was open carrying and he was well within his rights, even though his intent was to uh, put the fear of God in those of us at the clinic um, who, you know, patients and staff alike. Um, there was no, um, there was no positivity in his uh, presence at our facility. It was only that to harass and intimidate. And, and also we don't know who is going to be trigger happy and decide right now, this very day, at this very moment in time, I'm going to pull this trigger and uh, I'm going to shoot these people. And um, so we had a lot of, a lot of scared folks. It is amazing because a lot of times people would say, well, guns don't kill people, people do. But it's interesting that people in countries where there are not a lot of guns, meaning a lot of people don't have access to use the guns at their whims, um, a hell of a lot less people die, right? Correct, right. A lot fewer people die, right. And Right. This is, I guess, getting into the gun issue, but, you know, how many people in this country every year are, um, you know, killed by, um, you know, by gun violence? And, yeah, well, yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about your uh, your past experience with uh, uh, Dr. George Tudor. Tell us a little bit about your feelings there. Oh, well, I will say that um, I miss him every day. Um, he was just one of the best people I've ever worked with. Um, as you can tell, I have a sign on my wall there um, that he actually gave me that was hanging on his wall at one point when I worked for him. Um, he, you know, his spirit was one of compassion and giving the best medical care to people that he could. And, you know, one thing that he would just say very simply is that 
you know, people need a little help every now and then. And he felt that his job was to give people that help. Um, I would also say that this, you know, the abortion field for him was something that came calling for him. He did not go looking for that. Um, just the way that that evolved in his, in his life. Um, he was actually going to be a dermatologist, um, <laughs> if you can imagine that. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, a little more low-key than being a, an abortion provider. Um, but because of the way things worked out in his uh, family and uh, then patients coming and calling, um, asking him, um, that's the way his life worked out, that professional path. Um, you know, he believed that, um, well, he would always say, I'm a woman educated physician. And, you know, women are able to make difficult, complex decisions for themselves and come to reasonable conclusions. And so he looked at himself more as a facilitator. Um, I find it amazing that for the people that, that there are a lot of people that, first of all, let, let me ask it this way. A, a lot of people frowned on abortions. Uh, why shouldn't they frown on abortions? Give, give an explanation to those people who frown on the practice and why they shouldn't. Well, I would say one reason is that you never know how your life is going to unfold. Um, and so here, there, there are a couple of examples. Um, in, talk, in talking with people um, who would identify as, say, uh, Republican, you know, maybe more to the right, um, people who would say, I'm pro-life, I'm anti-choice, I don't believe in abortion. Well, if you, if you dig deeper sometimes into those conversations, you find that those people actually have been faced with having to make that decision. Um, just recently in talking, you know, with some gentlemen who uh, their partners had had abortions. Um, one definitely was, uh, there was a fetal abnormality and their baby was not going to survive. Um, I forget what the other reason was, but th those are two prime examples of you, you just never know. You never know how life is going to unfold. And so therefore we need to leave that right up to each individual in consultation with their family, friends, medical uh, professionals, if they wish to make these decisions for themselves. Um, now, for those who have that, the issue that that is a life. Now, let me tell you, my personal opinion is that I am personally too dumb to know where life begins unless it is, uh, unless a baby is born. That's my honest opinion. And my second opinion is that I can't have a kid. It's, it's presumptuous of me as a man to really tell a woman who has, I don't want to call it a burden, but who has that, that responsibility to try to uh, dictate what she's going to do. Not only that, as a political activist, I understand that given that I can't have kids and women can, and that everything in this economy, everything in this economy has some sort of a, a, a financial uh, repercussion for which a government doesn't really uh, give the, the, the kind of aid that it should, it definitely should be 
a woman's choice. Now, first, let me know what you, how do you handle the part? Is it a life or it is not a life? And secondly, from an economic standpoint. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Make summer memories in Hampton. Visit the Virginia Air and Space Science Center. Discover 400 years of history at Fort Monroe and explore our wide open beaches. Purchase your Sea to Stars ticket and plan your trip today at visithampton.com. Well, and I think that that's where, like you were saying, um, we all have our very different opinions about when life begins um, or, or what that life means. And so that's yet just another reason why people should be left to make these decisions um, in private um, with you know, the people that they want to surround themselves with. Um, you know, that, that, that can be based on you know, just your own personal feeling. It could be based on your religious background, your, you know, spirituality. Um, so um, it, that's tricky. And um, that's where, you know, definitely when women are coming in and we're doing our consultations, which some people call counseling with them and talking, you know, some, some people have this question, but that is a question for them to answer that we could, we could not answer for them. Uh, because abortion is so personal and private, we can't make that decision. Um, and then, yes, from an economic standpoint, you know, if, if someone's wanting to, say, finish their college career, you know, and, and taking care of a child or, or another child, you know, that could put too much of a strain on them in the moment to be able to finish that career uh, in college, to be able to advance, to then... <coughs> provide a better life for their children, subsequent children. We have um, a very uh, patchwork um, childcare system where it's challenging if uh, you have a baby or a toddler or a small child um, to be able to afford uh, to put them in that, uh, you know, daycare or childcare center. So there are um, a, a lot of considerations that go into, you know, women's decision making. And also, what I want to say is, in this part of the country where we have our clinics, seventy percent of the people who come and see us for abortion care, seventy percent are already parents. And so, oftentimes, what we hear is. You know, those folks will say, I'm just trying to make a good decision for the children that I already have and that I love dearly and I want them to have a good life. Yeah, it, it, it is amazing because, I mean, uh, when you talk about the patchwork of, uh, you know, we have problems in Congress getting laws passed for good child care. Uh, we have pro people want to get to work. They need child care. We don't offer that. But um, even most importantly, what we find is that 
we we somehow want to control women as far as whether they can whether they should or not carry a, a child but after that child is born the policies that are necessary to support that child to make sure they live many times it's not there and they die isn't it you know i mean so there are a lot of things to look in that regards okay tell us a little bit about trust women yeah i would love to um so i founded trust women in July of 2009, um, just a few short weeks after, um, as you had referenced, my former boss and mentor, Dr. George Tiller, had been assassinated. Um, I fortunately had some just wonderful friends and uh, family and colleagues um, coming to me and saying, okay, what, do, what are we going to do now? How are we going to bounce back from this. Um, not that you can, I believe, ever fully bounce back from a tragic death like that, but how, how are we going to fill this space so that we don't give these right-wing extremists the final say? You know, we're not going to sit down and shut up because they took our very beloved, uh, this very beloved person away from us. Um, so Trust Women was born out of that, and um, it took about a year uh, to really figure out the mission and vision of the organization. Um, so I, I really, and I've done more political and um, legislative work in my career, and that's mm -hmm. what I did for Dr. Tiller. But it became very apparent that if we also don't have points of access and we're not providing services in areas that are underserved, then we can elect all the you know, wonderful legislators out there that we are able to and pass all the bills we want. Um, but we need also the facilities and the ability for people to also access that care. So um, we went about starting up the clinic again, and we are in Dr. Tiller's former clinic in Wichita. Or uh, Kansas, right? Yes, in Wichita, Kansas, which I, I just feel just really blessed and happy every day that we were able to uh, make that work. Is that the only location in Kansas? That, no, there, there are two clinics in Kansas City uh, that provide services. And then we also have a Planned Parenthood in Wichita, but Trust Women in this part of the state is the only medical and surgical abortion provider. So we're the only medical and surgical facility outside of Kansas City. Wow. And, yeah. and you are in Oklahoma City, another state with a lot of restrictions. Yes. Um, and there we um, there are also three other providers in the state. Uh, but we're the only provider that goes um, up to the legal limit, um, which is um, 21.6 weeks uh, gestation. Mm -hmm. So we, we see a lot of Texas patients as well. I can imagine. Uh, now, um, what are the states with the most severe restrictions, as you recall right now? Oh, goodness. Well, uh, Mississippi, Oklahoma, um, it, well, Arkansas, Louisiana, um, Texas, Missouri, Texas. <laughs> let's, I'm in Texas. Let's not, yes, let's not leave Texas off. And we're actually waiting for a decision to come down from the circuit court in Texas. Um, so if you, so I guess, for example, I, 
I was looking at a New York Times article on abortion access. Um, it was several months ago now, but basically it, it, it came straight down the middle of the country through the Midwest and all through the Southeast. And those are the states represented that are incredibly regulated with punitive anti-choice laws. Uh, that is sad because that, that has an impact and, you know, uh, people in red states uh, look for abortion too. And we, we know that if it's not there legally, they're going to, women are going to do what women have to do to get their lives together. And, and those who are incapable of doing it, we've almost sentenced them to, to many times to economic disaster. Your point, your, your, your thoughts. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Break free from the big three. Get unlimited with 5G included for $30 a month when you get four lines on Xfinity Mobile. Prices may vary and are subject to change. Reduce speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. Yes, that's that's absolutely right. Um, and that if we are not giving people that ability to control their own fertility, and make those own decisions and choices for their lives, it is. It's a sentence of you know, taking matters into their own hands, which might not be safe. Um, also, uh, more poverty. Um, the University of California, San Francisco, in one of their departments, they recently, well, it's not recent, but they've done a turnaway study. And just looking at the outcomes for uh, women who have been turned away from abortion uh, services. And so those findings um, are not positive for people who are not able to access those services. So it's the turnaway study, um, if anybody wanted to look that up. Now, Juliet, uh, we're, we're coming close to the end. And what I always do with my programs is because I know I definitely I don't have all the questions or the answers for that matter. I ask you to tell me anything you want to tell me that I should have asked, but that you want to get out there. <sighs> well, I, um, I guess going back to our original um, or what we first talked about in terms of violence in America um, and that rising tide of violence, you know, we in the um, abortion world have uh, faced violence for a long time, as I know other segments and groups of um, people have people have in this country. And the, the thing that's really important is that, you know, and of course, we are just coming off a presidency uh, where he was all about gaslighting and encouraging this violence. But when we see these extremist groups, no matter who their hatred is targeted towards, you know, feeding lies, uh, you know, the dis disinformation um, through social media, um, you know, that is, you know, giving, giving that permission and uh, feeding those false uh, 
beliefs, you know, that, that is damaging. So I, I wish people could just really see that, um, just, just, just how damaging, and I'm sorry, I'm not being very articulate on this here, but I understand. I think everybody understands exactly what you're saying. Okay. Yes. And it's, um, and, and, you know, just, just what, you know, just what I or Dr. Tiller had experienced, uh, you know, bombings, flooding, um, windows shot out, knocked out, and then, you know, his ultimate assassination and, you know, what good does that really do for us collectively as a country and a people? Um, and so it's sad and um, to be driven by such fear. It is, it is in fact sad. Uh, well, Julie Burkhart, founder and CEO of Trust Women, uh, thank you for what you do and thank you for how you stand up to, uh, to all the negative because uh, we do need you. So you have a wonderful day. And thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Oh, this has been a pleasure. And thank you. Thank you so much. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.